to God. Don't give up on God. In the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 14. 2 Chronicles, chapter 14. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, beginning at... Praise God. Verse number seven, and you can go back and read, starting at the first chapter, first verse yourself. Therefore, he said to Judah, speaking of Asa the king, let us build these cities and make walls around them and towers, gates and bars, while the land is yet before us, because we have sought the Lord, our God. We have sought him, and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. And Asa had an army of 300,000 from Judah who carried shields and spears, and from Benjamin, 285,000 men who carried shields and drew bows. All these were mighty men of valor. Then Zerah, the Ethiopian, came out against them with an army of a million men and 300 chariots, and he came to Maressa. So Asa went out against him, <clears throat> and they set the troops in battle array in the valley of Zephatha at Maressa. And Asa cried out to the Lord his God and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many are with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you, and in your name we go against this multitude, O Lord. You are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. So the Lord struck the Ethiopians before Asa and Judah, and the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and the people who were with him, pursued them to Gerar. So the Ethiopians were overthrown, and they could not recover for the Lord, for they were broken before the Lord and his army, and they carried away very much spoil. I want to talk today, following up on the message last Sunday, the other aspect of the fight. The other aspect of the fight. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Thank you for sending your word to us today. And thank you, Father, for what your word is going to accomplish in our lives today. Speak to us, Lord, for your servants here. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The other aspect of the fight. Last Sunday, we ministered from the thought, don't forget, this is a fight. Amen. From Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 14. You might want to listen to that message again, and then you'll see where we are today. I can't preach the whole message again, but you might want to listen to it. Amen. Don't forget, we're in a fight, so we have to fight. But there's another aspect of this fight that we need to talk about. And all week long, the Lord has been ministering to me about this ongoing fight that we're in, a daily ongoing fight. And again, I use the term fight. I just felt that sometimes I sense that sometimes when we say battle, it doesn't resonate with some people. Amen. But fight does, because all of us know what a fight is. Amen. Some of you might have fought before you left home this morning. I don't know. Or you may have had to fight to get here. Amen. may not have been a physical fight. Could have been another kind of fight. Amen. But we know what a fight is. Amen. But this fight, this fight that we're in, the spiritual fight is daily, it's ongoing, it's constant. 
And I'm sure that somebody this week, uh, 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 most of us have had to deal with some aspect of this fight this week alone. Because the devil will not leave you alone. He will not leave you alone for long. Amen? He's, he, he comes at us in some form or another uh, in his relentless effort uh, to defeat us or to destroy us. But you know what? I thank God that, 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 that as relentless as the devil is in his efforts to defeat us, God is more committed. God is more relentless, amen, uh, to protect us and to give us victory in this fight. Amen? In fact, we have victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. When I walked in and the praise team was singing, Victory Belongs to Jesus, I said, Lord, thank you. We're on the same page today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, and it is it's the aspects of this very victory uh, that the Lord kept ministering to me about all week long, all week long. For, for some of us, we understand, you know, we know how to appropriate our position in God, amen, and the, res and the resources that God has given to us as we, as we engage, or as we endure the battles or the fights of life. For others, it comes more difficult, amen. It comes with a bit more difficulty. It's not that, that, that God does not want to help. It's more so that some people just don't have the knowledge or the maturity of faith to stand in the midst of the attacks of the enemy. Some people are just not there in their faith. They come to church, they listen to the message, but, but they, 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 they submit to the, the attacks. They're defeated on one end or another, day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, amen, and, 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 and they are defeated at the hand of the, of the enemy. And, and it's very difficult, amen, next to impossible to appropriate something that you don't understand or that you don't even know if you believe or not, amen. And that's the problem of some people in the church. They don't know if they believe God or not. Amen. They, they've joined the church but because it was the right thing to do, but some people are still struggling in their faith walk. Amen. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's a very dangerous place to be. You, you'll never win in this fight if you're struggling in your faith, with your faith in God, you know. But I thank God. I thank God that, 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 that He is aware of all of our strengths and all of our weaknesses. And I thank him that in our weaknesses, his strength is proven to be perfect. Hallelujah. Amen. If we allow him in our weaknesses, he proves that his strength is perfect. Yeah. He wants us to know, he wants us to know some things about endurance. He wants us to know some things about victorious, godly living in the midst of the fights that we engage in in this life. He wants us to know that, that in the midst of the battles of life, we can win and we can have peace. In the midst of the battles, you can have peace. Yeah, yeah. He wants us to know that, that when the enemy has set traps for us or when he has set up ambushes against us, that we don't have a need to fear the enemy because he, because God has already provided the way of escape for us. He's already provided a pathway to victory for his children. We don't, we don't have to worry about the enemy. No, we don't have to fear him. We can have peace in the midst of the confusions and the wars of life. Amen, amen. You see, it's very possible to live in victory in this life, even though temptation confronts us all of the time. Amen. It's very possible. It's very possible to live victorious in this life, even though we're wrestling, we're struggling, we're fighting against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against enemies that we don't see with our natural eye. Because you don't see the devil. You don't see demons. No, 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 no. You may see the manifestation, but you don't see them with your natural eye. 
That's why you can't fight this fight with carnal weapons. Carnal weapons means natural, physical weapons. There's no sense in me pulling out a gun trying to kill the devil. Amen. Because you'll kill somebody and go to jail. Now you got a different fight to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's very possible. It's very possible. It's very possible not because of our abilities, not because of our strength, or not because of, of any knowledge of military strategy that we might have, but because of the almighty God and all that he has done for us and all that he will do for us in the midst of the battles of life. You see, even though we're engaged in an ongoing, intense, constant fight, as someone said, I think, Wednesday night, it's a fixed fight. Y'all didn't get that. Even though we are engaged in a fight, it is a fixed fight. Hallelujah. And the great thing about it is fixed in our favor. You understand? Are you following me? Can somebody shout, the fight is fixed in my favor? Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fixed in my favor. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says that God has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. And in verse 14 of the second chapter, it says that, that, that Christ has disarmed principalities and powers. He has made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. Amen? When God raised Jesus from the dead, on that third day morning, He raised Him with, in, by His mighty power and in His mighty power. Amen? That was the day God defeated Satan and made a public spectacle of him. And Paul picked up on that. And Paul said, if the rulers of this world, if the, if the princes of this world had known, and then when you deal with the princes of this world, you're not just dealing with physical princes. You're dealing with the prince of the power of the air. If Satan had known what God was doing, had perceived the wisdom of God and allowing Jesus to be crucified, they would not have crucified him. Somebody said the cross is not a statement of defeat. The cross is a statement of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan didn't know what God was doing. They actually thought they had won. Are you hearing me? They thought when Jesus died on the cross, they had won the battle. They didn't know God had a plan. So that on the third day, God raised him from the dead with all power in his hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So saints, we are in a fight. But the, but the battle really has already been fought and the victory has already been won. Now, until the Lord comes back, until he casts Satan and his demons into that lake of, that, that, of everlasting fire and brimstone, we have to go through the temptations, we have to go through the afflictions, we have to go through the trouble that this defeated foe, amen, is causing in our lives because he's still the prince of the power of the air. But he is without any power unless you give him power. How do we give Satan power? Listen, listen. How do we give him power? We give him power when we don't believe God. We give him power when we won't operate in faith, but we start operating in fear. We give Satan power when we choose to disobey the commands of the Lord. We give Satan power when we refuse to study, to know, and to apply the Holy Scriptures. We are giving Satan power. Every time you don't have time to pick up your Bible and read and study and memorize Scripture, you are giving Satan power in your life. Every time, every time. You know, I think about this thing, and I think about Jesus. 
when he was tempted in the wilderness. And what he used against the devil. He used the scriptures. So when we are too busy to study and to know the scriptures, when we are too uninterested to study and to know the scriptures, we are giving Satan power. Because we don't have a weapon to use. What are you going to tell the devil? Do you going to tell the devil, get behind me, Satan? You're going to tell, I'm going to stump you under my feet. You don't even know any reference in Scripture where you can put the devil, most of you don't know any reference in Scripture where you're going to stump the devil under your feet. But we're, we give him power. Say amen, Walls. I know you're disagreeing with me when you get silent. You said, Pastor's talking about me. That's all right. You need to be talked about this morning. Amen. Amen. Get your lazy self up out of your bed and get in Bible study and get in Sunday school and pick up your Bible. Wipe, wipe the dust off of it and study. Go buy you a Bible commentary. Amen. Go study the scriptures. If you can't get here, get a commentary and study. Amen. Write down questions and call me. Call one of the elders of medicine and ask questions. Study! We give him power when we get caught up in selfishness and pride and greed. We give him power when we operate according to our own intellect and fail to submit to and operate according to the wisdom of God. That's how we give Satan power. We give Satan power when we get caught up in the flesh and we try to fight with carnal weapons. That's when we're giving Satan power because he knows we will never win against him. Never. So what, what, what must we do? We have to stop giving Satan power. Tell your neighbor, stop giving him power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, say and, yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. The Holy Spirit must become the power of our lives and in our lives and in, in Christ through his spirit, we find and we experience victory over the enemy. In him, we will experience the victory that he's already won for us and made available to us. So, in the Old Testament, we see a lot of examples of God's people experiencing this kind of victory in their lives. They experienced victory because they knew what to do and they knew, they knew what to do when the enemy was going to attack them, all right? We have to see these examples in Scripture. We have to see these examples in Scripture. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I need, I need some people praying. Amen. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't sense the presence. Uh, I sense a, 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 a pressing in here today. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. I need, I need some people praying. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, 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 so we have to use these examples that we see in the scriptures, amen, and learn from them so we can experience the victory that in these fights in our lives against the enemy. So from our text today, from our text today, the Lord spoke to me concerning several things that I'm led to share with you that will help us as we go through the fights and the battles of life. Amen? Is anybody going through any fights in your life? Anybody facing any kind of struggles in your life? In your home, with your finances? Anybody in here? Is the Lord speaking to anybody today? So let, let's look at the scriptures. Let's, let, let's pay attention to what, let's look at what happens in the scripture. This is the account of Asa, king of Judah, not very long after the nation of Israel had divided into two nations under King Rehoboam. Amen? In fact, Rehoboam, of course, is, 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 is Asa's grandfather. Rehoboam is the son of Solomon. Amen? You know that account where where. where uh, because of real bones decision and, and listening to his young friends, amen, rather than listening to the wisdom of, of, the, of the older priests and, 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 uh, 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 and leaders of the people, decided that 
that, that he was going to be harder on the people than his father Solomon was. And, and, and so the, the, the people from the north, ten tribes, amen, who had come to him and asked him to please relieve the burden from the people when he decided, when he listened to the advice of his friends, amen. I tell you, there's something about wise, old, godly people. I know sometimes we don't appreciate old people today, but I learned a long time ago that older people who are in the Lord have a lot of wisdom. Amen. We need to listen. Young people, you need to listen to older people sometimes. Don't think you know everything because you ain't been around but 10 years, you know, maybe 15 or 20, but you just don't know everything. Amen. Amen. But he would not listen, and, and he decided he would be more difficult, harder on the people than his father Solomon was. And the people said to him, what have we in David? Let's go to the north. Amen. And you have your kingdom. And so the nation divided. So under Asa, Rehoboam's grandson, Solomon's great-great-grandson, amen, you have, you have God doing some wonderful things in Asa's life and in the nation of Judah. Rehoboam was wicked. Rehoboam had turned away from God, amen, but he had a godly son and a godly grandson. And when I read that thing, I said, wow, you know, some godly people can come out of ungodly situations. Hallelujah. Amen. There may be some testimonies in here today. Some godly people can come out of ungodly situations. Thank God for his grace and thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, in fact, amen, it is recorded in the scripture that Asa did good and did right in the eyes of the Lord his God. And my brothers and sisters, you're entering into covenant with God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord your God is key to your victory in Jesus Christ. Do you hear that? Doing what's right, not in the eyes of people. Doing what's right, not in the eyes of your friends and comrades, but doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord your God is key to your victory in Jesus Christ. We got to get back to doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord. We got to get back to doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. And you got to remember, God says, I am the Lord. I do not change. Don't get into this old thing. That's Old Testament. You know, that's the old people. That's the old way of understanding the thing. That's a new revelation. Watch out for new revelations. God says, I am the Lord. I do not change. We got to come back, saints, to doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord. Now, as the account goes, amen, as the account goes, Asa is building the cities of Judah and, and, and has prospered because they sought the Lord. They sought the Lord their God. And the Lord gave them rest from war on every side. Amen. They had peace in the land. He has an army of 585,000 mighty men of valor. Now, when you begin to study the mighty men of valor, they did some mighty heroic things. And I won't go through all of that. But the Bible specifically says that they were mighty men of valor. Amen? But one day, the enemy raised his ugly head. Hallelujah. I told you, you can be at peace. Thanks and be going well. But don't let your guard down. Do not let your guard down. Because when you let your guard down, the enemy is going to come in. Because he prowls around. I mean, you know, I just believe the word. Amen? Uh, and and I, I've experienced this to be the truth. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy us. One day, one day, Zira, the Ethiopian, the Bible says, came, came out to fight against Asa and Judah, and he came out with an army of one million men. One million men. 300 chariots. Now, you know what a chariot is. Well, if we relate that today, a chariot would be war vehicles. 
Yeah, whatever kind of vehicles you might want to call it, a tank or a jeep or something that's related to war. Amen. One million against 585,000. They were outnumbered almost two to one. If I'm adding right, I'm adding right, right? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And, and, and saints, it's here that we learn what to do in the fights, in the battles of life. You see, you can't run from the enemy and win. You've got to stand against the enemy. You can't run. You can't hide. Do you know the devil is the seeing one? He is the knowing one. I didn't say all seeing. I didn't say all knowing. He sees things. He know, you can't hide from him unless you're hiding in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so you got to take your stand. You've got to take your stand. Our fight is always the stand of faith. Glory to God. We stand in faith. Amen. It is always the good fight of faith. So Asa goes out against his enemy. They set the troops in battle formation. And this is what we learn as we look at this scripture. Number one. Somebody say number one. In the natural, you might be in the minority in strength. But and in your natural ability. But in the spiritual, in God, you're always in the majority. In the natural, standing in yourself, in your own ability, you may be in the minority. But when you're in God, you're always in the majority. Hallelujah. You and God make up the majority. A God in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, saints, you're not in a match for your enemy. Do you hear me? Sometimes when the, when the attacks of the enemy comes in your life, you are not a match for that enemy. Sometimes you're not a match for cancer. You're not a match for that blood clot. You're not a match for heart disease. You're not a match for that addiction. Amen. You're not a match for that thing that came your way that you didn't ask for. You're not a match for things that happened to you in your life when you were a child and you did not know right from wrong. Amen. You're not a match for things that may be happening to you right now in and of yourself. You're no match against that enemy. In the natural, in your flesh, in your blood body, you are in the minority against your enemy. Hallelujah. But you're not simply flesh and blood. Somebody ought to shout in here, I'm not simply flesh and blood. Hallelujah. If you're saved today, if you're in the Lord today, you are filled with the spirit of the almighty God. And when the enemy comes, He's not just coming up against you. He's coming up against God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're no longer in the minority. Uh, with you, with God in you, with God at your side, you are in the majority. Hallelujah. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 16 and following, the king of Syria, amen, is looking for Elisha to kill him. His army surround Dothan where, where they were. And Elisha's servant went out and looked and he showed the army of the Syrians. And he said, Master, what must we do? Hallelujah. And Elisha said to him, Amen, fear not, for they that are with us are more than they that are with them. And then he prayed, Lord, open up his eyes so that he may see. You see, in the natural, it was just Elisha and his servant. But Elisha was not walking in the natural. Elisha was walking in the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when Elisha's servant went out and looked again, he saw the host of God in the mountain surrounding Elisha 
and his servant. I came to tell you today that with God, you are never alone. Hallelujah. With God, you are never outnumbered. With God, you are never overpowered. Elisha prayed, and the Lord opened his servant's eyes. Hallelujah. Yes, you've got to know that when God is with you, when God is in you, he is more than the world against you. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Is there anybody else in the house? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The second thing I noticed from the scripture was when the enemy seems to be set to defeat you, you have got to cry strategically out to God. Hallelujah. You've got to cry strategically out. You've got to cry out strategically to God. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about, what the Lord is talking about here. The Bible says that Asa cried out strategically to the Lord. Hallelujah. He didn't seek another nation to find some help. He didn't even try to go and raise a bigger army to go up against this one million man army that had outnumbered them two to one. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. This army that had 300 chariots, 300 military vehicles that were set to defeat him, he strategically cried out to the Most High God. He strategically cried out to Jehovah Nisi. Glory to the name of Jesus. And this is what, this is what Asa said as he cried out to the Lord. He said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you. Hallelujah. And in your name, we go against this multitude, O Lord. You are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. Hallelujah. That's a strategic prayer. That is a strategic prayer. Elder Hoskins came in, was in my office, and he said, he said, Bishop, I'm trying to learn to pray strategically. And I was saying in my spirit, Lord, I thank you again for another confirmation of your word. You see, some of us don't even know how to pray. Oh, my goodness. We don't know what to ask for. Glory to God. Amen. But when we study the scriptures and we learn to pray according to the scriptures, we can learn to pray strategically. So when your enemy is set to defeat you, when the doctor has given up on you, when your marriage is in trouble, when your children have lost their minds and they've gone astray, they won't listen to a word that you have to say to them. When it seems like you've lost everything you have or you are about to lose everything you have, your enemy is set to defeat you. He's set to destroy you. But you've got to learn to cry strategically to the Lord. Hallelujah. A strategic prayer is knowing what to say. Glory to God. So say what Asa said. Asa said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help me. Hallelujah. Whether I'm strong or whether I'm weak. Hallelujah. Whether I'm sick or whether I'm well. It is nothing for you to help me. So help me right now. Somebody ought to cry out, help me right now. Hallelujah. Notice Asa said, I'm resting on you. He didn't say I'm resting in you. He said I'm resting on you. Do you understand? Hallelujah. Glory. He said I'm resting. Come here, Joshua. He said, I'm resting on you. If you don't mind, sit right here. Glory to God. He didn't say, I'm resting in you. He said, I'm resting on you. So now for the devil to get to Asa, the devil has to go through God because God is protecting Asa. You, gotta, you can go back to your seat. You got to learn to pray strategically. He said, I'm resting on you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, and Lord, 
I'm not just resting on you, but I'm getting ready to go against this enemy. This enemy that is bigger than me, but I'm going in your name. Hallelujah. I'm going against this cancer, and the cancer's bigger than me, but I'm going in your name because I'm resting on you. I am going, hallelujah, against this financial difficulty. I don't see my way out, but Lord, I'm resting on you. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. And for the devil to get to me, he's got to come through you. Hallelujah. That's a strategic prayer, but that's not the only thing he said. He said, Lord, don't let man prevail against you, not against me. Now the battle is not mine. The battle belongs to God. So, Lord, don't let man prevail against you. Hallelujah. Saints, that's a strategic prayer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When you cry out strategically to God, he'll hear you and he'll answer your prayer. Glory to God. And this brings us to the last point. Don't just cry out. Hallelujah. But cast all your care on the Lord. And the Lord will fight for you. The Bible says, so the Lord struck the Egyptians before Asa and before Judah and the Ethiopians. And the Ethiopians fled. And Asa and all of the people with him pursued the Ethiopians. Glory to God. I told you, you've got to engage in the battle. That's why this is a fight. I said, this is a fight. And you've got to engage in the battle. Hallelujah. And the Ethiopians, the Bible says, were overthrown, glory to God, and they could not recover. They were overthrown, and they could not recover. God will heal your body, and that cancer can't attack you again. God will fix your finances and fix it so the devil can't touch your finances again. Hallelujah. God will save your children. Hallelujah. Until they're really saved. Saved to the utmost. And they won't go back again. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know who your Ethiopians are today. But I just want to tell you. Hallelujah. That the Lord is with you. When you cry out strategically to the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord will. The Lord will fight your battles for you. The Lord will make a way for you. The Lord has proven over and over again that he will. Yes, he will fight your battles for you. Glory to God. I heard an old song. It said, King Jesus is my captain. He fights for me. He's never lost a battle. And I know he never will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, victory shall be mine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the other side of the battle. That's the other aspect of the fight. God is on your side. God will fight for you. Yes, he will. What about it, Joshua? Glory to God. Joshua said, we've got to go up against Jericho. And Jericho is straightly shut up. Nobody's going in. And nobody's coming out. Oh, glory to God. But God said, get ready. Get ready. Get the priests together. Have a march around the wall one time a day for seven days. Don't say a word. But on the seventh day, march around seven times. And on the seventh time, let the priest blow the ram's horn. 
blow the horn, the walls will fall down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. What about it, Jehoshaphat? The people of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir came up against Judah just a few chapters over. Glory to God. Another great multitude. Hallelujah. But the Bible says Jehoshaphat set himself to seek the Lord. And the Lord sent a prophet. And the prophet said, Glory to God. You will not need to fight in this battle. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed by this great multitude. For the battle, I said the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. And the Lord will. He will. The Lord will. The Lord will. He'll fight. He will fight for you. Yes, he will. He'll fight every battle. He'll make a way out of no way. He'll turn your enemies into your footstool. Oh, give God praise. Come on, give him praise. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why you've got, you've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You've got to put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand in the evil day. Hallelujah. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand, stand, and let the Lord fight your battles. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand, stand, stand. your battles. He'll fight your battles. I don't care how big that problem is. I don't care how bad that sickness is. I don't care how wicked that supervisor is. Oh, Lord, have mercy. When, when, when you're standing on God and he's in you, you and God, you're the majority. He'll fight your battles. And, uh, and the Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still means shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Don't murmur about it. Don't, if you give it to God, leave it alone. You ain't got to tell the whole world. You ain't got to call your mama and tell your mama about it. You ain't got to call me and tell me about it. Shut your mouth and stand still and see. Glory to God. The salvation of the Lord and the Lord. Hallelujah. He'll fight for you. He'll fight for you. Yes, he will. So in the natural, you might be feeling like you're all by yourself. But in God, in God. You are not alone. Learn to pray strategic prayers. Don't just talk about anything to God. Get in that word. Get that word. Take that word to God. God honors his word. God is looking for folk that will be diligent enough to get in his word and read the prayers that he's given us examples of in his word. And apply that to our situations. And go back to God. And pray strategically. Because God watches over his word.
perform his word. Ooh. His, his angels are waiting for you to give voice to the word of the Lord so they can, at God's command, when you give voice to the word of the Lord, your angels obey the command of the word of the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Yeah. Then cast all your care on him. Know that he fights for you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I got up this morning. I was singing that song. My wife came in the room. I was getting dressed. I was singing. King Jesus is my captain. He fight. I'm not going to sing it now. He fights for me. He's never lost a battle. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know he never will. He said he'd fight my battles if I just keep still. Oh, I can tell you the times I've seen the Lord fight my battles for me. Seeing God fight my mama and my daddy's battles because they knew how to hold that peace. Lord, have mercy. That's something we got to learn to do, saints. And we're on Facebook putting all our problems on Facebook. We're cussing folk out on Facebook. We're telling all our issues on Facebook. You got to learn to hold your peace. If you're going to take it to God and let God fight it, let God fight it. Facebook don't need to know. Sometimes your husband, sometimes your wife don't need to know. Shut your mouth. Let God fight your battle. So today, that's the other aspect of the fight. Now put the two together. You're in a fight. Don't forget it. You got to fight. You got to take the stand. You got to be clothed with the whole armor. But the other side of it is, when God is for you and with you, he's going to fight for you. That's why Paul says, stand. 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 You might be bombarded. You might be bloody and bleeding. But stand. You know what God said to Satan about Job? You can touch his body. Just don't take his life. Maybe the Lord has allowed the devil to touch your body, but you still got life. So stay in. It might be a difficult spot to be in. And I'm not telling you that these battles of life are not real and serious and difficult. But you don't know what God is doing in you in the midst of your battle. So Lord, just help me stand. There's another old song that said, Lord, help me to stand. I couldn't think of the rest of the words of that was supposed to go. But I was singing that part of it. Lord, help me to stand. That's all I need to do. Sometimes that's all you can do is just stand. You can't go forward and you can't go backwards. All you can do is stand. Lord, Lord help me to stand. I don't want to go under. Yeah, I'm in the water, and I, I, I'm, my body is one. I can't swim, but I can tread water. Mm. Lord, just help me to tread the water until help comes, because help is on the way. Oh, my God. God is a very present help in a time of trouble. He doesn't come when we want him to come, but he comes just in time. Are you hearing me? He comes just in time. He's not an on-time God. He's an in-time God. He comes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So today, God wants you to know. God wants you to know. That if you're in him, remember, the Lord says to us that a key to our victory is being in the Lord and doing what's right in the eyes of the Lord. It's so easy for us to be influenced by the world. The sway of the world is heavy on us and very heavy on our young people. You got all of the social media 
You got all of the music that's out there that they listen to on a regular basis. And they're not going to listen to us when we say, you shouldn't be listening to that. All of the stuff that's on television and, 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 and you know, now if you don't have television, you got Hulu and, and, and all that other stuff, Netflix, all this stuff, YouTube, all of this stuff. The sway of the enemy is heavy on our young people so that they will not obey the voice of God and do what's right in the eyes of God but they will do what seems right to them from the influence of the world. Sometimes they don't know. God says, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Neither your ways are my ways. For the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways and your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. So I can't listen to somebody who is not saved and rooted and grounded in God. I mean, I'm talking about really rooted and grounded in the Lord. I'm not talking about a fly-by-night somebody who got a new revelation or something. I'm talking about somebody who's tried and true and who's walked through the scriptures and who's studied the scriptures and is really rooted and grounded in the Lord. That's who I need to listen to until I get myself rooted and grounded in the Lord. And I have to do what's right in the eyes of the Lord. It's a struggle, but you can do it. Let's stand.